Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to go week nine waiver wire. Jeff, is. do you have any favorites out there? There's a couple good players actually, I think. I don't know about you. I think there's actually a couple good players, but that's where it stops after like a couple good players. Maybe might get to five this week, and then we'll just drop off the map. Yeah, I mean, I have a few guys that, especially you know, filling in for some of these injuries that have occurred. Um, there's a few I like, but you know, at this point, it's kind of slim pickings because everyone kind of picked up the guys that have any sort of potential. But um, yeah, we can get right into it and uh, see if we agree on these guys. All right, here we go. Let's talk about number one. My number one guy for the week. This is my number. Won't be everybody's. But my number one player is actually going to be Alex Collins, just because getting a running back at this point that has a potential to be a lead back is, a, I mean, a week nine, that's a tough thing to find. And he looked really good last week. And they, I mean, when somebody looks that good, why not give them the ball more? And I think they're going to do that over there in Baltimore. And Collins just, he's my number one pickup for the week. I, I like, it's, it's been slowly building with him, you know, week after week after week. We've been seeing, you know, a little bit more work. His yards per carry was about tops in the league already before this past week. And then he finally, with, with volume, let's see, you were kind of worried maybe it would go down. But 18 for one, 18 carries, 113 yards. It's pretty impressive. Just no touchdowns yet in the year. I guess that's the, the downfall. I don't know what you think about Collins here. No, actually, I, I like him. And I, he was kind of trapped um, before this. He was trapped on the Seattle team, kind of, yep. you know, convoluted backfield. and. And he was a very productive runner in college. So it was kind of one of those physical guys that I wanted to see. And he just happens to go to a, a place where they really need someone. And, you know, he's just outperformed everyone else. And that's coming from, you know, some guys that we kept. It's like every two weeks they would throw a different running back at us and you would have to decide if he was going to be the one. I, I think Alex Towns is the one that's going to stick. And even before this, since week three, he's been playable. So all of a sudden he finally breaks 100 yards. They give him the ball the most he's ever seen, 18 times. You know, I like it. The only bad thing about him is he's about to have a, a bye week at, you know, week 10. But, yep. you know, after that, he hits Green Bay, Houston, Detroit. I mean, you know, not the worst guys to play. So I, I really do. I think I think you're right on the money. I think this is the one you have to go big on or one of them that you could go big on yep. in order to try to seal up that uh, that roster, especially going to the – the home structure. Yeah, and I think he's clearly looks like he's a better actually ever down running back than Buck Allen is. Buck Allen's still going to get a lot of work, though, so you have to watch that. And Terrence West, if he comes back here from injury soon, you got to watch that a little bit. So don't go too crazy, I guess. But I think, he, I think, he's, got the, I think he's got the backfield at this point. So I feel yeah, decently comfortable with it. Not, you know, not thinking he's going to be amazing, but I kind of like the pickup. So... My next player, I'm going to go with my top wide receiver of the week, and I think this one's probably going to be pretty clear as well. Again, again, this guy's not going to be out there in everybody's league, but he's only owned in 29.1% of ESPN leagues this time, and it's Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, I mean, what a game there when he, finally, he actually got an opportunity, a real opportunity. Even before this, he had three touchdowns in seven games without really getting any kind of featured role, and they, you know, Bryant's inactive. Juju gets all the work here. Seven catches, 193 and a touchdown. So if you're in need of a wide receiver at this point, I would spend a lot probably on him because that's a really good offense. It could be a really good offense. This, I mean, I, at this point, I kind of consider him what we thought Martavis Bryant should have been. 
This is, you know, he's kind of stepped into that role. And we always had Martavis Bryant as a top 25 receiver every week. You know, we thought that's what he was going to be. So why can't Smith choose to be that? I think. Yeah. I mean, he's in a great position like we thought Bryant would be in. But, I mean, he's across from Antonio Brown, who's just going to get all of the attention from the defense. He looked good. He's a stud coming out of college. I mean, he kind of fits the profile, especially for Pittsburgh. And, yeah, he had one huge play, 97 yards for a touchdown. That is a giant chunk of it. But even without that, he almost goes 100 yards. Uh, You know, and this wasn't out of just three catches. So I I really liked him. And especially if the Bryant news and (laughs) them being so – it feels like they're just kind of distant from him right now. Yep. Um, You know, he's going to he's going to stick there. So there's no reason not to pick him up and uh, and kind of just assume he is going to be their number two for a while. Yeah, I, I was starting to think before this week happened, a lot of people had dropped Mark Davis and I was going to say, OK, maybe maybe pick him up as a flyer. But eh, I don't even I, I don't yeah, think no, there's anything there for Mark Davis. Like if he's dropped in your league. Just, just leave him there. <laughs> just don't even yeah, exactly. worry about it. And this was, I mean, it's pretty abrupt, right? I mean, the, the Juju Smith-Schuster love is going to be, right now, it's going to be huge. You're going to have to pay a lot to get him. Um, and it, it's just one of those guys that's very difficult to see how quickly he was going to come around. I, the, yeah. only, the only teams I have him on were dynasty teams, which, you know, you can keep young guys and, and see how they progress. So, yep. um, you know, you're going to have to pay for him. But I, th- I think he's going to pay off. I think he's one of the few here that uh, can become uh, a viable option come playoff time. All right. And to me, that's already like, those are one and two, each of their position or, you know, number one at each position. And that's kind of, to me, where the list kind of starts to drop off already. There's still, there's some yeah, good there's players a, after that. But I think those two are the clear, to me, they're the clear top two. I, I would agree with yeah. you there. And here's the rest of these guys are solid and definitely can get you through, through some bye weeks. So I'll throw out Dion Lewis. He's been getting a lot mm-hmm. of work for the Patriots. This isn't a flashy pick at all. But he's been getting the most amount of carries. He's getting double-digit carries. That's the big thing. But as we've talked about before, it's a four-headed backfield at this point. Yeah. That's that's the big worry. But if you need a fill-in, he's at he's at 49.1%, so he barely makes the list. But the last three weeks, his carries have gone 11, 13, 15. I mean, if you're getting 15 carries, that's pretty, pretty good, especially in a Patriots backfield. But we all know that could switch next week. And if Burkhead's getting healthy, maybe they like him more. So, But this is... You know, he's on a bye this week and then Denver. So that might not be a great pick, but he's just kind of watch for him. I'm not going to go too crazy recommending it. And then my favorite player probably on the waiver wire, it's Marlon Mack. Uh, I, was, yeah, I was waiting for his name to come Marlon Mack. I love, oh, I love Marlon Mack. Yeah, and now, I mean, <laughs> who knows? I mean, the deadline is approaching very, very quickly, but there, you know, Little speculation. Frank or Chatter. First of all, who's trading for Gore right hey. now? I mean, I have nothing. I like Gore, but at this point, like, it, it would have to be a playoff team that desperately needs a running back. Seattle? I mean, but is Gore really going to help them? I don't no. think anyone can rush on that team. Who, who else? Who, who's that's, out there? That's my question. Like, as I'm thinking through it, it doesn't make sense to me. And actually, I'm just looking up. I was trying to see some if there's any more news. And just randomly, uh, the 49ers cut Brian Hoyer just now after the Jimmy Garoppolo trade, which we didn't bring up. I so. That's sad for Brian Hoyer. I mean, once again, he gets injured. He's out. It's just the story of his NFL life. <laughs> but, yeah, the Gore thing. I'm trying – two teams, it says, two teams on Roto World. I'm looking at this. Two teams are interested in him. What are those two teams? I. It, it, there have to be a contender. You would think, right? I mean – It wouldn't make sense otherwise, but 
Um, I'm thinking about this, and who who is it? I wonder if they're getting him to be a backup. Like, what, so who has a, a stud and then no one else? I mean, there's there's a few teams out there, maybe. Um, it's a tough one. I don't even know who, who this would be. I mean, may I mean, I mean who? Right? Maybe Kansas City. <laughs> Not, I don't think they really need it. They've. I just think maybe they think he's a, a better backup than, than I'm, you know, than having the the third down mixer up. Um, I mean, honestly, if it's supposed to be a contender, I mean, may, it, Seattle to me does seem like one of the teams that could possibly be. That just seems so unlikely. It, it does, but who who really, if you're looking at a team that's in the running that doesn't have a running back, there isn't a lot. Pittsburgh has Bell. And they're not going to put Gore as a backup probably. They, maybe, maybe they're just – maybe they don't think James Conner's anything. They want somebody else. I mean, Houston. Maybe Houston thinks – I mean, but Lamar, Lamar Miller's fine. Foreman's there. Who is there? New England's not going to take him. You know – Buffalo's in the running, but they have McCoy. Maybe they want a backup to McCoy. It's just a couple old guys. And I, yeah. it's it's hard to say. Seattle's the one that just stands out to me as just like we're no good I mean, at running back, are, and they're a good team. Yeah, I don't know. There are a lot of guys, like a lot of teams still in the running technically. Yep. But I, I don't see a clear path. You know, it made sense for like an AP trade. I got yep. that one. But like this one, I can't even predict where he would go. So if Gore was traded, how much does that increase Marlon Mack? And then if, oh, he's. I mean, <laughs> if Gore gets traded, that's why I think you should probably try to get him now. Yep. You probably have to put a decent amount on him. But you you're going for the golden ticket. I mean, you're looking for a guy that's going to be a starter out of nowhere. Yep. Um, and he's already had a couple of good games, and it would make a lot of sense to to move Gore for the Colts. But it doesn't make sense for many teams that I see on the other side of it. So I, I find it hard to believe that they would get a, a deal done before before the deadline. Yep. But um, that would be huge. And Marlon Mack, if that happens, obviously he'd be the number one waiver pick. But you're not going to really know that right away. So maybe get lucky and we find out, you know, later. <laughs> We're doing this Monday night, so maybe Tuesday we actually hear about it and you can get him before waivers. So maybe you don't want that though, because then it'll give everybody will be going after him. Yeah, if you I, mean, I would him. almost rather take the you know spend a little more on a guy yep. that I still think he'll he'll take more and more cares away yep. from Gore. But but if you've been listening to the podcast, I've brought his name up every single yeah, waiver show over about the last four weeks. So hopefully hopefully you pick him up. All right, how about some wide receivers here? Just I'm going to group a couple guys here mm-hmm. just because these are all interesting. Robbie Anderson, Paul Richardson. You know, I guess I could bring up Tyler Lockett's name again. I think Tyler Lockett gets bring up brought up randomly on our waiver wire pro- <laughs> podcast. Like each of us fall in love with him for a little bit. So some of those guys, are you interested in any of this? Is anything it, like it's Richardson yeah. with the two touchdowns and you know Robbie Anderson looked pretty decent? Yeah, I mean, I, I would. It's one of those guys. I'm not going to be in love with any of them, but I think all of them definitely have the potential to have a good enough week to start in in this you know crazy bye week kind of situation. Yep. Right now, um, the one that I because McCown is playing so well, Robbie Anderson yes. is actually kind of pulling on my heartstrings a little more. Um, I, I'm really leaning towards him compared to the other two. I think Richardson is, um, I think he's good, but I, I just feel he's a little more fluky yep. because, uh, you know. No, I'm agreeing 100%. Robbie Anderson to me is kind of interesting, especially because McCown has been good. He has. He's been very, you he's know, been very Fantasy-wise, I don't know, you know, I'm not breaking <laughs> yeah. down the tape here and saying, no. you know, but fantasy football-wise, because, yeah, you know, like not last week, but week seven, he threw just a terrible, terrible interception. I think to lose in the game. So yes, maybe not. He hasn't been great there, but he's putting up enough fantasy numbers. So Robbie Anderson, I, I, I'm actually quite interested right now, especially in these bye weeks and wide receiver. You need wide receivers. I like Robbie Anderson. And then problem with the Seattle receivers is Lockett and Richardson both had big games. Baldwin didn't. 
And you know that's going to flip too at weeks. Yeah. It's, there's there's a lot of options there, and they throw the ball to Graham. So, but then again, they can't run the ball, so they might just have to keep passing it. So, I they're they're decent options. There's nothing wrong with them. I, I do like them. It's just I like I think Anderson's a little safer. Maybe. Mm-hmm. All right, some other players here. I'm going to throw out Corey Davis. Okay. Oh yeah, and I'll, I'll just. I think Corey Davis is safer, but I'll just pair him with Ross. Okay, yeah, both of them. Might right. as, yep. Both coming off injury, both rookies. We don't really know what to expect, but both of them are very, you know, the pedigree is out of this world. Yep. Both of them were studs in, in uh, college, and both should be able to return and have a decent amount of work right away. Yep. So, I, I, you know, I think they're a little riskier than some of the other ones you can do because you don't know how long that injury is going to take to shake off the rust. But – I mean, it's hard not to get a little excited about well, those guys. We I mean, might as well just throw Mike Williams there. I mean, he's been played right, for three. Exactly. He's been played for three weeks now. I think they're really just easing him into things. Mm-hmm. He has a bye week this week, and the problem is he comes back and plays Jacksonville, who's just been dominant and defensively. Yeah, but one more game. It's still it's it's something that maybe by week thirteen against Cleveland, he's ready for one week. You know now. Yeah. So and the the truth about that. Offense, too, is no – even – I love Keenan Allen, and I love a lot of these guys, but no one has really established themselves as no. a go-to guy. So there's still opportunity for him to go in, and that's what I was worried about this late. And you can say the same yep. thing for Corey Davis, really. I really feel like one of these three guys is going to break out sort of before the end of this year. There's like To me, it's hard to believe three top ten wide receiver picks who've all been hurt, which is ridiculous. I've been yeah. this all the time, but one of them has to do something, right? I, know. I mean, right? It just has to. <laughs> yeah, and – I actually do have two more wide receivers. Let me know how you feel about them. I already know you're probably going to hate one. <laughs> but you do have to admit, Kenny Stills, I hate Miami, but Kenny Stills has yeah, put together he's... three solid weeks. He really has. And compared to picking up uh, one of these guys that has been injured, you know what What do you think about him? Have you had any love for him whatsoever? If there was no Devontae Parker, I'd have more. I just wonder how that's going to play mm-hmm. when Parker's fully healthy and out there. But then again, it's – and. He's done some of this with Matt Moore, Cutler's back. It might be different. I don't know, but it's been interesting. He's been he's been pretty good. And you can't deny that. It's these last three weeks. If he could continue that, I do like him. And again, I, I wouldn't mind adding him on my team. And yeah. play, I, be, I actually played him last week in one of um one of our leagues. Oh, did you? Okay. I actually I in the league. <laughs> I played him. He was on my on my actual roster. I had enough trust in him, which he didn't do too much, but he was decent. So I think he's a decent enough play, especially with bye weeks, you know, as we yeah. said. So I, I do – I just wonder if – I mean, that offense is just so bad. That's it my is, worry. But you, you look at their upcoming schedule, and this is not me overhyping Kenny Stills. Like, I, I really do think he's more of a bye week guy. But at the same time, he's about to hit Oakland, Carolina, Tampa Bay, New England, Denver, which would be terrible, and then New England again, which – New England kind of got their stuff together, but Tampa Bay has been in flux. Carolina is up and down. You know what I mean? So it's not the worst schedule I've ever seen either compared to who we just talked about, Corey Davis, who's about to hit a you know the Jacksonville juggernaut and been hurt. Yep. Um, so I, I think he might be a safer option if you're you know if you're looking to fill in that bye week. And then the other one, Josh Dodson. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you have to you know you have to bring his name up because. He hasn't gotten where he needs to be, but he is getting a lot more work, and you can see that the talent is there. So are, are you thinking that maybe this year he's going to finally get his feet under him? Are you thinking he's this is just his first year and he's got to progress still? I, I still would like to throw him on my bench because I still mm-hmm. think there's he, he's another guy. I think one of these young receivers are going to break out yet. Yeah, it's going to happen, and I don't just know which one, but 
Doxon's had three touchdowns this year, and they've all come in games where he's only had one catch. Mm-hmm. So if he ever started getting a little more targets, you know, it'd be interesting. He, and he dropped a – could have been a nice deep ball on Sunday. It would have been, you know, with that, it would have been a um, much better day. But I, I do like him yet as a I, speculative ad. He, he did, you know, uh, draw pass interference in the end zone. So his deep threat ability is already there. And – you know, they're kind of in desperate need of that without with prior kind of being a bust. So, you know, I I, I just like his potential. But if we had to rank him, because obviously you think Smith Schuster is number one, right? Yep. Okay. After that though, you know, all of the three young guys we talked about, Robbie Anderson, Kenny Stills, on top of that, which one of and Josh Jackson, which one of those guys, or say two, which two would you lean towards above all the other ones? And you're going to play him probably um, the next couple. Weeks. If you need, if you need to play somebody, I'm going to go Robbie Anderson as my top, mm-hmm. like my top pick. If, yeah, if you're in need of playing somebody, go like Robbie Anderson, probably Kenny Stills. Those would be like the top two, and then more of the. If you don't really, if you don't really need to play these guys, you just need to throw somebody to your bench and hope somebody hits. Then I think you just go for the Corey Davis and the Josh Doxson type players. Mm-hmm. That's well, which one would you be leaning towards? Me personally, I like Robbie Anderson. Uh, past, no, no you know, I mean like what the, about the young guys? Like the ones that Corey you Davis, could break Corey up. Davis. I'm going to put Corey Davis because fifth pick in the draft. I yeah. mean, I think the guy, I'd probably go Corey Davis. I think, yeah, I think that's where the pick is. And I mean, there's a, I think there's a good chance he can do something here. And nobody in that Tennessee offense has stood out. So why can't he? Decker's not done much. Rashard Matthews is just eh, not nothing special. Yeah. So and, why can't why can't Davis be good? Yeah, and I hate to go back to the very first game, but it, it just kind of showed he had no problem stepping on the NFL field and doing well. His very first game, the only game he really played, six receptions for almost seventy yards. You know, right off the bat, um, I, I think that's a pretty good sign of what can come if uh, if he's healthy. Yep, I agree. And then. I kind of still am interested in Paul Richardson. Actually, I'm got to watch him a little bit more. But I, I think there's something. I don't know. Maybe the fact that I think Seattle just has to throw the ball so much. I was going to say <laughs> if they keep throwing it like they are, you know, one of those guys is going to. But I do have to bring up one last guy that you kind of hyped, D.D. Westbrook. I, that's on my list here, D.D. Westbrook. You, you brought him up really early in the yep. season, and now he's going to be coming off. It the sounds IR. like he's coming back next week. Do you think that he's going to be relevant <laughs> this year, or is this kind of a uh, throw them at the end of your bench if you're really deep and you could be getting, you know, a special player down the line. I think it's more of a throw them at the end of your bench type thing, but the, how he looked really good in preseason and he was so productive last season in college. Yeah, another absolute uh, stud. And Marquise Lee and Alan Hearns, they're not special players. So maybe Westbrook is. I, I really, I think there's a good chance here of something. And the schedule is not terrible. I mean, it's Cincinnati, Chargers, then Cleveland. Those aren't – that's not a tough schedule to come back to. Then he does have the Arizona game, which is a little tougher. But then Indianapolis. Yeah. It's, it's – there could be something here. I'm kind of – I'm really actually really excited to see if he gets out there and if they actually decide to throw the ball to him next week. All right, so. question. You take a chance on D.D. Westbrook or would you rather take a chance on John Ross? Honestly, I think I'm going D.D. Westbrook, as All weird right. as it is. I actually do All have right. D.D. Westbrook on my roster. So. Yeah. Okay, so now, Ross, say him or uh, what's another young guy here? Williams. I'm going D.D. over Mike Williams. It's crazy to say. I, just I say, just, What about Daxon? 
I'm going D.D. Westbrook because because I think those guys. Corey Davis. I'm going Corey Davis. Okay, but and I know it seems crazy because he's not a he's he's not a first round pick like those other guys. But I just I don't know. I think there's a potential he could actually become a number one receiver in that offense with John Ross. There's still AJ Green ahead of him. With Mike Williams, there's still Keenan Allen ahead of him, and there's still Travis Benjamin and Tyrell Williams out there, and Hunter Henry and all those Mm -hmm. guys throw the ball. That's kind of in Josh Doxson. There, I mean, he obviously, there, he does. He has a little bit more. That's a little more interesting. It's just, it's just Crowder, which mm-hmm. isn't really much. So, it's just D.D. Westbrook, I don't think he, if he's good. If he's good, he's going to be the number one receiver there quickly. I, I worry more about the the Bortles situation. Like, the, yeah. they're winning with just kind of pounding the football out. So, I'm worried that will limit it where I think I, I think some of these other teams will have to throw a little more. Yep. But, I, you know, it's a very interesting pick. It I, is. You've been hyping him for a very long time. So, I I I'd actually see. love to see if he's actually, you know, if he does anything. See if he can year. do anything. All right. I don't really have any other players. That's kind of. No, I, I really don't either. I'm, I'm pretty much set now. There's there's some interesting plays. It's more of a, yeah, if you have some spot in your bench, throw some, you know, some potential, get some lottery tickets on there. Because if you're, if you're, especially if you're past bye weeks, just get some guys that might break out. If you, if you have a pretty set roster, pretty good team going forward, just kind of throw some guys in your bench, see what happens. I do have to ask, do you think Elliot's ever going to get suspended? Because if he does, obviously that changes the dynamic too here. Man, uh would you would you just now worry about it at this point, or are you going to take a flyer on a McFadden Morris combo? I'm probably not. If I'm not, if I'm a Zeke owner, I put him on my team. Put get Morris, get McFadden, try to do that just so you're safe. If I'm not, I'm just gonna you just feel like you're guessing too much. Yeah, it's too much of a guess. If you yeah, if you own Zeke, get those guys in your team. But if you don't own him, we're not gonna know until after the first game. If if he was suspended, we will find out after the first game he's suspended who's actually going to get the majority of the work. And at that time, it's too late to pick him up because everyone's they're going to be picked up. So mm-hmm. just kind of yeah, what happens happens. I guess at this point, somebody's actually asked me that just the other day about should I try to trade Zeke right now? I just my my advice honestly is that if you can get if you can get Zeke's actual value for in a trade, maybe. But even then, I'm just it's kind of like if you have Zeke, you have Zeke. You you're just kind of take it you. You're taking the chance at this point, and I think you just you stick you stick with him and just hope for the best. <laughs> it might might screw you in the end, but you also do want to trade away one of the top running backs in the league, and you know all of a sudden he's not suspended. I know <laughs> that is going to be the the question that haunts a whole lot of people. Yep, it's a tough one, but all right, I think that's going to do it then for the waivers. We'll be back tomorrow with some rankings. We'll talk to you guys then. <laughs>